2: This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello, I'm Minnie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hooray! Hooray! We have another very special guest for you this episode. Hello, Zoe Kleinman. Hello. And Zoe, you are a BBC technology journalist, a mother, and a self proclaimed bath snob. I am. What is a bath snob, Zoe? Yeah, let's
3: just bypass her professional career. (laughs) Yeah.
1: forget the journalism I like a
3: bath bath. I want to hear about the bath
1: yeah but see I don't
3: like a bath which Ah. is why I would
1: say I'm a bathtub I've had about a dozen baths in recent years but they've all been amazing I've been like in a sunken bath underneath an ancient hotel in Budapest I've been in like an infinity pool on the top of a hotel in California you know if I'm gonna have a bath i'm gonna have a proper bath you're having That's an why. event
3: yes. yeah it's an
1: event because they don't happen often i shower every day by the okay. way okay okay hasten to ads
3: <laughs> so so you've been a technology journalist at the bbc for for quite a while long time yeah oh wow well. so talking gadgets gizmos the future <laughs> <laughs> wow it's like yeah, it's, it's like as it, well. What, what year is it again yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> tech special thank you Judith That's um, right.
1: <laughs> what are your what are your areas of specialist interest Zoe what do you like in the way of tech so we cover all sorts of things I really like robots I really like gadgets I really like things like driverless cars and I'm also really interested in the, the kind of the working culture I guess because you know it's quite an interesting um, sector in terms of the characters that it attracts and some of them are incredible you know you've got these Enormous minds who are so clever and creative, and yet so very difficult to have a normal conversation with, and I find that dynamic really fascinating.
2: You mentioned robots there. I like robots. I'm quite into to uh, like I have a lot of robot cushions and mugs. uh Yeah, I didn't have a boyfriend till I was 24. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but seriously. Sorry, why haven't we got robot butlers? I honestly thought that by now we've got like electric cars, we can like cure all these diseases, but I haven't
1: got a robot butler. What is going on? I think the thing is at the moment with robots, they're very good at the stuff that we are very bad at. So they're very methodical, you know, the AI is very advanced, they're very good at doing equations and they can concentrate and all of that stuff and do that kind of thing very fast. But stuff that we are very good at, um, which is things like um, human interaction and sort of instinctively knowing like well I say this I'm sitting in front of three empty wine glasses I was going to say like a human beg being you,
3: beg your pardon beg your pardon here would we're.
1: instinctively know to fill a glass but a robot wouldn't know that yeah or it would fill the glass and not know when to stop it because it's got no sense of you know but surely what is your right amount. program it though like you can
2: like if you can make a video game where the AI can replicate like the civilization of Rome as it evolved, why can't you just make a robot know that's enough saving your blonk. Thank you very much. Because Sims. how do
1: you know that's enough? What would be... Well, <laughs> Many people have asked me that. <laughs> I don't
3: is the answer I never
1: ever do Zoe
3: that's the million
1: pound question I think well exactly we can't solve it so what hope does a computer program have I think that's that's the sort of the next step you know as we watch artificial intelligence actually start to learn from itself and we are seeing examples of robots that are learning you know through experience much in the way that we do but Mm. it's such early days I think you're gonna have to wait a few years for your buttoner
2: and then, of course, all the butlers will take over the world because that's, you know... And then but there'll be frankly, no more jobs
1: for butlers, too. So.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I would I would take a robot overlords to get out of 30 years of ironing. I'd be quite happy with that. It's worth it, isn't it? You
3: just quit ironing.
2: Well, yeah. I, <laughs> that's I did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't iron. Just not iron. But but robotics has come in a bit into the domestic sphere. They've got these... Are they called Roombas now? These robot
1: hoovers? Have you have you had a go of one of those? Oh, I have had a go at a Roomba. And I think... Um, I wasn't expecting it to be very good. They're like little, well, quite big plate-sized round things, and you just activate them, and off they go in little sort of stripes and hoover your floor. Now, they can't move stuff, so they just avoid stuff. So you know, <laughs> Just unfortunately... like husbands. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they've learned that from somewhere, haven't they? The, the bits in the corner still have to be done, and they obviously can't do stairs a bit Dalek-like. Which moment. ones are you talking about now? I'm totally lost. <laughs> I, well, I
3: can carry on like this. I heard a room <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> but it's they're very, very expensive. expensive
1: and, um, they're quite slow and they need sort of prompting like I noticed mine maybe my this bit of my floor was just really dirty I don't know but it got a bit obsessed with a particular part of the carpet and was just going
3: up down up. so it's got OCD it's like I can't <laughs> I'm not happy I'm not happy I'm not <laughs> one happy one look at my house I mean, it's like I don't know where to start it's judging you it's judging <laughs> I think I need to be married to a Roomba I <laughs> think that's that's the answer just, just some gentle back and forth once in a while yeah but if you
1: think about it like the sort of that domestic sphere has often been a source of innovation you know Know, like we don't even think about them anymore but dishwashers washing machines all of that stuff and mm. um, started because People spend so much time doing domestic chores and they don't really want to and they're constantly looking for time saves. I went to CES at the beginning of the year, which is this massive, crazy tech fair in the middle of Las Vegas where literally like 150,000 people descend on Las Vegas and they're showing off all their gadgets and they really want to get funding and they want to get publicity. Some of them are really good, some of them are really bad. But one of the things that for some reason just attracted everybody's attention, well, there were two things actually. One was a toilet that cleaned itself.
3: Shut your face! <laughs> I'm serious <laughs> I'm serious she can't
1: shut her
2: face she's seen the future she must speak of it speak of it to us Zoe speak of it
3: <laughs>
1: self-cleaning toilet yeah you only have to clean it once every two years it, I can't oh. begin to explain how complicated the sort of even, microbiology was even in was your hard it, water areas yeah but another thing and like weirdly it was I tweeted about it and it got hundreds of retweets it's not even really tech but it was a, a Samsung I think washing machine but it had a little tiny sort of trap door in the middle of the round door. Mm. So, you know that moment when you put the washing on, you go back into the hall, you're like, ah, there's two socks on the stairs, <gasps> so like, you can open the little tiny door. Oh yeah. Stick in the oh, socks. Sh- oh,
2: right? oh yeah.
1: Whoa. And that's not even tech, is it? It's just clever that's, thinking. And that's, that's
3: what these robotics
2: well. genius that's, is what it is. It's I genius. Am,
1: I am aroused. Yeah. So
2: yeah. amazing. Cuz I, I, I thought I was quite sophisticated cuz I cuz I am a bit of a gadgety nerd. Mm. Um, I've got things I've got include a kettle with four different temperature settings oh. uh, so you can have like water boiled to 80 degrees if you're having green tea oh. which I never- Tea, particularly, don't even have it. You have uh, options, though, Illy. You can, can have it. That's good. I could yeah. have it. That's of yeah. it. Yeah. It. it. And I've got a toaster with a little band of light round the base, and it starts off when you press go on the toaster. It starts off blue, and then it moves to purple, and then it becomes red to alert you that the toast is nearly ready. Never had shit toast at Illy's house. Yeah, admittedly, two of the slots do burn the toast compared to the other two, but it's got a fucking light on it guys it's got a light on it come on it's the best
1: toaster in the world it. so you can't overcook it
2: well <laughs> you put it in the shit slot depends which slot you put it
1: in
2: <laughs> but guys it's got a light it lights up die like of
1: toaster um what is your what's your favorite time-saving gadget that that you own oh god that's a really difficult one i mean currently i'd have to say this room bar thing although i can't bring myself to leave it alone i have to keep going and checking on it and i felt i felt (laughs) guilty well the (laughs) kids have given it a name although they've given it the same name that they have like it's i don't know it's really weird like it's an extension of them i was like look darlings we've got a robot and then i had to get over the fact that it's not like a robot with you know that robots look like in children's it's not c3po no and it's not c3po which is very disappointing and that's what we're going to call it so my eldest is called harrison he goes harrison robot and i'm like what Okay, but that's not very original, yes. is it? And then the little one is called Harley. He goes, Harley Rover. I'm thinking, yeah. can we get away from the no. two names that we have in the house already and think it's, a little bit more? Little, we've already got a Ford car
2: and a motorbike.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> let's not take this to ridiculous extremes. Like, it's like they're like Mini Allen Sugars, like the Amstrad's of uh, 2016.
2: Oh, I missed that email phone. What a what a gadget!
3: <laughs> and Helen, what's your favourite kitchen gadget or, or domestic gadget? I do love my toasty maker. I'm mean, I'm a woman with simple needs. Really? Yeah, yeah. I do like a sandwich press. And and yeah, they're are to clean, though, aren't they? Yeah. I don't clean it. Oh, it's it's like it's like <laughs> I've taken the essence of Chinese cooking, like the wok, and put it into yeah. my yeah like the season. Uh-huh. So the essence of a bit of grilled cheese from yesteryear. I feel like Nigel Slater would approve.
2: Yeah. So going back to the future, we're gonna so we're not gonna have robot butlers soon, but we are gonna have a washing
1: machine with a trap door robot hoovers um drones an interesting one i think i really like the fact that companies like amazon and even possibly royal mail actually are experimenting with drone deliveries so the idea is you order something uber locally and then it just pops along on a drone and
2: i don't understand with drones so drones like I, i think i understand them i listen to a lot of radio 4 drones are like little like kind of little tiny spaceship things that float around and then they drop stuff. Yeah, so right? they're, they're probably or like about, I don't
1: know, um, the size of a small suitcase. Right. And they've got, most of them got four um, rotor blades, one on each corner. Mm. And you can fly them like often on, for via an app on your phone. You just send them up. But the thing that's not very good about them, and this just this is like the bane of the whole tech sector I think is the is a rubbish you get maybe 15 minutes of flying time so this is why there's, this is where the whole um delivery thing falls over because if you've only got 15 minutes yeah so obviously you've seen lots of cool gadgets
2: recently but have you seen anything where you've looked at it and gone no that will never take off
1: you know I think when you're a journalist it's quite hard not to think that about most things because you're kind of you're fighting the um tide of publicity that comes your way You know, people only show me stuff because they want me to write about it or talk about it so I only get the good stuff and so you sort of always have to try and think well hang on but how does this fit in with what else is out there is it really that new and you know what what might be the fatal flaw. It's a horrible thing. I feel like a mm. dragon sometimes in Dragon's Den. I remember going to this gorgeous lunch once at this um, really posh members club thing, and I went along because, well, it was a gorgeous, posh lunch. Who doesn't I love have a free lunch? lunch? But then I realised that it was some sort of startup pitching lunch, and I literally had to sit there for two hours while company after company pitched. I was so hungry. By How did
2: you it. resist the temptation to stand up and go, I'm it! <laughs> and just run out of the door? <laughs> I would have totally done that.
1: Well, I think the awful thing was that the hungrier I got, I wasn't the only one there, by the way. There was three or four of us, I think. And, you know, the hungrier we got, the nastier
3: we got... Don't care, don't care, don't care. not to
1: Like, where are the canapes? <laughs> <laughs> if
3: I don't have a carbohydrate in my mouth in three minutes, you're all going to die.
1: But sometimes you get into trouble. I went to a VR demo in um, Las Vegas. Which That's like, virtual reality for people like me. <laughs> virtual reality. And it was... It went from bad... From, well, from amazing to really awful in the space for about three minutes. The first thing I did which was just incredible, was, was Climb Everest in this little hotel room in a suite off the you know strip in Vegas, this totally consuming VR experience where everywhere I looked around, <gasps> there was a wind whistling in my ears, I and mean, it wasn't cold, which was the only kind of thing that... Sort of kept me anchored, but the, they'd taken actual footage from the film Everest. Oh, and, I love you know, that! Litch, oh. like, everywhere you looked, you were just on this mountain and walking along and sort of pulling yourself along. So you have these like joystick sort of controller things, but they were crampons. Uh, is that the word? Crampons? Yeah. yeah. So you're sort of pulling yourself along in these things and going over ice chasms on tiny sort of ladders. It was the most <gasps> phenomenal. Oh, wow. thing. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Mind-blowing, actually. I mean, I'm I'm probably never going to climb Everest, and that's the closest I'm going to get. But, but it sounds was... lovely.
3: But so, that's what I
2: like. Like I have a weird obsession with like Everest, and I've never done any mountain climbing. I know Helen's like just laughing at me already. She knows this is true. Shaking her head. Really, don't really leave her own house. Yes, don't leave the house. Hate the cold. Drive everywhere. <laughs> not not interested in like actually doing mountain climbing. I've read about twelve books about climbing Everest. I don't know why. It's it's well, really weird. You've got to weird. do this.
1: You've got but to. do, do that, phenomenal. that sounds absolutely it ideal. It's phenomenal. Uh, but then, unfortunately, I went to the next demo, which was um, again sounded really interesting. It was because it was called something like Lost in Space, and it was a game where you're in this um, spaceship and something's gone wrong. Anyway, unfortunately, I put this thing on. Yeah, so the controller had been inverted, so what I thought was up was down, what I thought was left was right, and I, I just couldn't orientate myself. And so I was literally spinning round and round oh. in this spaceship. Oh with the horizon spinning with me and Earth, you know, miles in the distance and I kept losing sight of the Earth and there were all these sort of bits of detritus from the ship floating around me and, you know, I mean, literally... Uh, you've Had your robot button pulled you too much wine, there. Is Is that what <laughs> well, was going the on thing, The thing was, I suddenly, and really quite dramatically, started to feel incredibly sick, like, oh. like I was going to vom all over this person's computer <laughs> and in the end, I literally had to pull off the headset and they're quite clunky because it's early yeah. days. Yeah. So, so like, I was like, I think I'm going to have to go, I'm really sorry. And they were mortified. There was just this oh. horrendous silence. They were so mortified. And I kind of, I got out of the hotel, I got lost, I couldn't find my way out of the hotel. And then I got out and I walked the wrong way down the strip and ended up miles away from where I needed to be. And I was just totally, um, totally disorientated for a, a good while afterwards. Mm. And and I felt, I wrote this piece like saying, you know, I really threw up at, at a VR demo because I sort of wanted wanted to get that side across that mm. actually it's you know it, it it's got the potential to be this multi-billion dollar industry and i think a lot of people think that a lot of money will go into you know look at like the everest experience I mean, my nan is 91 and housebound she would love to put mm. on her goggles and and spend a couple of hours in everest it's got incredible potential you know but this sickness thing's got to be sorted out um you know the price is going to be um a problem for people at first because it's not going to be cheap
2: three four nine three four nine to live in another world zoe klein no. <laughs> what <laughs> price would have you it pay it's cheaper to... than easy jet in peak season <laughs> <Yeah. And laughs> that's, well, it that's forever
3: the, yeah, yeah that's
1: the playstation one isn't it? that's yeah. the have you tried the google cardboard no what's that, that google cardboard you've got to look this up it's i think it's 10 or 15 pounds possibly probably 10 pounds actually and it's literally a very cheap VR headset you make it yourself it comes in a piece of cardboard it's made by Google and you stick your phone in the front of it and you can see some incredible things there's some brilliant apps out there and recently am I allowed to plug BBC content
2: we do it all the time (laughs) all all we talk about is the fucking archers
3: I
1: haven't got a 360 archer story I'm afraid but recently BBC click went to the um, large hadron collider in Switzerland no and they've done a VR episode where you're in the uh, lhc it's no absolutely way. phenomenal and i watched it on google cardboard literally just stuck my phone in it and watched it
3: um next so you see lot you've looked at a lot of tech i mean and are there moments where you go i know this is the beta max <laughs> of the future have you got a good like dud dud radar or dud sort of so when my first son was
1: born somebody bought me very thoughtfully and i i'm I don't really don't want to sound ungrateful because it was a lovely thoughtful gift you already
2: do Zoe. <laughs> carry I know. on
1: I know, I'm know. Exactly <laughs> cool. i not racist but
2: if you start a sentence like that we'll have to stop <laughs> yeah. it but yeah. Yeah. no please so carry when, on when
1: my first son was born um, she bought me a digital thermometer that you put in the bath to get the bath at the perfect temperature for baby and one <sighs> day I, I know one day I go to put my little magic wand in the bath and it doesn't work and I was—I just burst into tears, and I phoned my mum. I was like, oh, "Mum, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm running a bath for you oh. know my baby, and I—I I, I don't know what the temperature is, and I'm going to boil him alive or freeze him oh. to death. And how easy is it to bathe? Uh. I know how easy is it for babies to get hypothermia. And my mum was like, "Zoe, calm down. You know, you know what warm water feels like. Stick your hand in it and see how it feels. And I was really quite like. Uh, grounded by that um, that logic but also it was a really in, it really made me think you know I've been so reliant on this gadget mm. to do it for me that I have totally forgotten not only that I can do it myself but also that I have instincts
2: did you have any stupid baby gadgets Helen?
3: um no no, oh, apart from, apart from, obviously my breast pump, which I just thought—I mean, it was a necessity, but I just thought it was the silliest thing I've ever seen. Was it an electric life. one or? Yeah, it? I had the Mandela, the Mandela pump, and just seeing my nipple go and go, yeah. aruga, aruga, from going from a pancake to a very thin hot dog.
2: <laughs> hey, that man spent twenty-five years in Robin Island designing that thing. Don't really. <laughs> I don't think it's called the Mandela breast pump. I could be wrong. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Car out there. It's, like that. it's, it's something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'd, I'd rather have the mandela breast <laughs> right. uh,
3: Every time you finish, it's like freedom. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. That was the most ridiculous thing. I just remember. I just felt like milking a cow. Like having yeah. my my teats pumped. That was the most ridiculous thing. I remember, and I remember avoiding. I went
2: to a baby show because I used to have a baby blog, and I went to a baby show like to write a funny report obviously got totally like taken in and overwhelmed by all this shit and ringing my friend Jessie who's a health visitor and going, Do I need a bin? Do I need a special bin that you have to put the nappies in with the special bags? And because it's twenty five pounds and I don't know if I need it. I haven't got I haven't got a nappy bin And she went, Have you got a bin? And I was like, Yes I've got a bin She's like then you've got a bin (laughs) name it i was like all right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. that's yeah we're just gonna gonna have a little prosecco break yeah we're just having a
3: prosecco moment helen would you like to do some advertorial oh yes well um the lovely people at skinny prosecco have given us a crate of skinny prosecco for our podcast now the lovely thing about skinny prosecco is it's delicious and it's fizzy but it's also half the calories. so which means we can eat twice the amount of cheese that's right or that. drink twice the amount of prosecco <laughs> drink twice the amount of prosecco so thank you skinny prosecco who
2: sent us a crate of uh fizz yes now obviously um zoe can't have any of this prosecco because she works for the bbc and she's not allowed to have anything that's free so but that's all right we've got you some mineral water oh, so
3: yay it's calorie yes. free you can drink from the tap <laughs> <laughs> i'm terrible that's what we need a, a prosecco prosecco pouring robot don't but we Lillie? you be
1: disappointed with the measures i think because they wouldn't understand that you Want slightly more in the glass than is elegant.
2: But can, I know I'm starting to sound obsessed with this. But
1: can't, can't they? Couldn't you just draw a line on it and they could just fill it up to the line? Well, you could program it to to pour a certain you know um, quantity and then stop. But I just don't think humans are like that. We don't always have the same quantity, do we? Like, what is a reasonable glass of wine one night might not be a reasonable glass of wine the other night. Depends on how the day's gone, how tired you are, how mm. nice the wine is, and and it would be almost impossible at the moment to program a robot so to have that kind of sensitivity
2: if it's not an effort to lift the glass it's not enough wine that, I, that's what i would teach my robot butler i've programmed him
3: Job <laughs> surely there's an eye thing so it, it like reads like your retina to sort of say mm, she needs she she looks like she's had a hard day with the kids it could it could read mm. the mood in the in the house in terms of how much the kids have screamed the
2: narrowing of the eyes <laughs> That's, That's proportional
3: right. to the amount of wine required.
1: Well, can you just say small, medium, large, like when you order a latte or something? Yeah, you could probably do that. But I think you might be stymied by the fact that, you know, if you hooked a robot up with, let's say, your... Smartwatch or your phone's health data mm. what you think might be the symptoms of you needing a glass of wine your robot might think was symptoms of you needing an ambulance you know it'd be like your pulse is racing your pupils are dilated mm. you're agitated
3: surely we'll all
1: be like <laughs> the last thing you need is a stimulant like alcohol that's what it would think true we all know that's exactly what's
3: required yeah like when when you're really angry and someone just says just calm down and you go Ah oh, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> it's just me it. You had a good day. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. I love being caught in the rain with no phone phone battery. That's what I want in the future. I want an <clears> iPhone that doesn't fucking run out of the batteries halfway through the day.
1: Right, and this is another massive thing with the whole smartphone pay system, isn't it? Apple Pay's come out, and um, Android Pay has also come out with the idea being that you know you just use your phone as you would use your touch um card to pay for everything but what happens if you've only got your phone and you run out of battery do you know what happens Zoe? you walk <laughs>
3: home you walk fucking home that's what happened to me today coming home from swimming i went don't worry i've got my iphone so i could do my uber no the uber guy decides that he's lost me don't worry i'll go on the bus no my but my phone ran out of battery so i just walked home in my flip-flops and my children were wearing their pajamas because i thought we were going home in an uber i'm fine with it <laughs> amazing um so uh, put it on at
2: night before you go to bed in the morning you won't believe this it'll be fucking charged shut I know, up
3: i know i know i Go that guys, mind. Oh.
2: tech special this i know is a sort of, that's a life
3: hack for you right we, there. that's what i do is like a let it like run <laughs> yeah. overnight you've been charging your phone all wrong yeah yeah, yeah. by not charging
1: it by yeah. not charging <laughs> it yeah, that's that's the fundamental uh,
3: there are uh, people Emma. out there like me i know who just living on the edge all the time I'm always on red that's Mm. that's how we go that's how we roll anyway It's, it's no kind of life
2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash
3: awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. No. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> anyway, talking about um, being a bit... Untech savvy. Ellie and I went to Mapland the other day, and we thought we would buy a new microphone. Um, and we thought, you know, we know we know a bit about tech. Ellie does. Um, so I asked, I asked the guy, saying, "Oh, we want a new microphone for our comedy." And wh- what did he do, Ellie? He just sort of he just explained what was on the box in a really patronising, shitty way. Yeah, he he rang he read out the bullet points on the box. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and and I and this has happened to me a lot because I am quite gadgety and I love looking around tech shops and stuff. And my whole life I've had like. I've had genuine questions and I've had, had men just read copy to me that, as if I can't read and that's my problem with technology. So I get quite annoyed and I get a bit like, I get a bit arsey. And I did, I did it in Curry's. I can't, I can't stop myself. I was buying, I went to Curry's to buy like a Chromebook. She book. goes very Peckham when we go to tech it stores. Made, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, I'd like to see the ASOS 4110 or whatever. And the guy's like, um, yes, now this is a Chromebook. And I was like, yes, I'm, I'm familiar with, with its work. And he was like, now, what this means is it's online. And I was like, I know, because obviously all the data and documents are still in the cloud. And he was like, yes. Um, and I was like, what's the internal hard drive? And he was like, 16 gig. And I was like, I think it's actually 32 gig. And then I just like, because I, I just started like, <laughs> boom, 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 just to, just to shit him up. Like, how many USB ports has it got? Um, it's got multiple USB... It's got four, mate. It's got <laughs> fucking four. That's how many it's got. Uh, yeah, no, they love me in Curry's. So they can't wait when I... when I. Warning, write.
1: warning. Yeah.
2: Has that, has that ever happened to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're slightly thrown by people like us because they don't really know what to make of us. Um, having said that, you know, I'm a journalist, really. I write about technology. I write about the issues around it. I'm not... A repairer of gadgets, and often people come up to me and they go, oh, "Printer doesn't work." I did a little <laughs> stint at um, the BBC in Dorset, which was a phenomenal and very unique experience. And it, people would knock on the door, especially when word got round who I was, and they'd just bring me, you know, old radios and things, going, oh, it's "Not working." And I, mean, I, I can't help
3: you with that. <laughs> The filaments gone.
1: <laughs> I can talk to you about cybersecurity, but not see Radio, I feel like a failure. So I kind of, I kind of get the reverse as well. Sometimes I think people expect. I guess it's like doctors, isn't it? You know, people talk to doctors about what's wrong with them, and people talk to yeah, people who check my mole. Yeah, exactly. Good
3: I've got a doctor of
1: history. <laughs> <I don't> no. <know. laughs> I mean, I now you ladies might know more about this than me. Really, I kind of sense in recent years you know the massive drive to get on social media some of the ladies products have sort of really gone for this in a way that is a bit alien to me like I remember buying a box of tampons once and the tampons wanted to be my friend on Facebook and I just thought what I, I don't feel that I'm at a stage where I need to have tampons as friends on I mean, on it's an intimate media. relationship, but that's... No,
2: no, like I don't shit. want a close relationship with my tampons. You know, no. I just want a sort of very free and easy, no
1: strings attached. Oh. Hey! hey. hey. You, know, you have a very close relationship with them, but you don't really need to converse with them on Twitter, do you? It's no. A, it's, I find that a slightly odd thing. And, and the other thing... Oh, God, if you've got me going now, actually, the other thing that really annoys me is this shrink it and pink it thing where, you know, people design really cool gadgets and they go, ah, oh, they don't really look like women, will like them, what can we do, what can we do? I know, we'll make them small and we'll make them pink and then women will want them. And um, they were like, well, I, I don't mind... Shrink it and
2: pink it. Yeah, listen, that idea was originally our lords and that's how we got the penis. So let's not be too judgmental. <laughs> right. uh, so you're a mum, obviously Zoe, how yes. old are your children? They're four and two. Right, and how,
1: how, do, how do you use technology to parent I sort of do believe that um, children need um, the outdoors and I think that screen time doesn't always facilitate that. That said, um, I did once read an article which said the very worst thing you can ever do as a parent is use your TV as a babysitter and I thought, yeah, but what else do you use it for? You know, like we put the telly on when mummy's got to make dinner or yeah. <laughs> make a phone call or Go to the loo or you know the, Yeah. I, I totally think that um it's that's a reasonable expectation and also it's their world. You know, they're gonna grow up in this screen based world and yeah. um it's wrong to hide them from it that's really artificial you Mm. know they see us on our phones the whole time so they should definitely know what it all is but it's just about balance isn't
3: it well it is i I learned that the hard way recently um my my kids are doing animation at school and they're going to have a animation festival at the picture house in east dulwich uh i'm going to say it that way because it's like that i'm going to say it through through a veil of hummus um but yeah so my, my daughter who's seven said mommy i'd like to do some more animation in the toy room uh can i have your phone i said that's fine what i didn't know what she did is is do a gif of my son who's four bottom wiggling like it's called a boomerang which is a loop gif yeah. and send it to her grandparents in australia saying this is hugo's butt with four poo emojis <laughs> and it was 3am in Australia. <laughs> And I was just like mortified. <laughs> and I said, listen, that is not on. This is not on. You are not having screen time for a week. And I put my foot down. Look at me parenting. But that mean I had to do craft. I Ugh. had to sing songs. <laughs> <laughs> A whole week we had to do lego trains like the whole shebang and when my mum used to say this punishment is hurting me more than it is hurting you <laughs> that never was a true word spoken because it was really hard but i stuck to it and it was good like they played beautifully they created wonderful magical worlds but yeah are not... you still doing it now no no, no. <laughs> and on the friday we watched ghostbusters at 8 <laughs>
1: shit and it was great (laughs) we got my son my four-year-old a a camera a kiddie camera for christmas and um, within two days of having it he's like giggling away to himself and he goes mummy i'm going to take a picture of my willy and i was like you're four I thought I'd have to talk to you about you know sexting when yeah. you were
2: 15 you know the rule dick pics six <laughs> <laughs> you've got another two years tonight.
1: so wow. I deleted them and I did what I think every parent would do in that situation I went Reese, you got to talk to your style about taking <laughs> pictures of his wedding
3: <laughs> you did you know. the cock talk the <laughs> angle's all
1: wrong the focus <laughs> is off
3: it
2: needs to be lit from beneath <laughs> Anyway. Well, there we go. Do you, do you feel like that's enough tech chat? We've done, we've done a lot of tech. Yeah, are you yeah. ready? Shall no. we move to boob chat? So, Zoe, you've written a book and a blog. What The book is called, is it uh, Birth, Boobs and Bad Advice? Yeah. Of those three, what's the
1: worst? <laughs> God, it was all pretty bad, really. Um, I I never, I always thought if I was going to write a book, it was going to be some sort of sassy lit, or maybe some kind of, you know, blockbuster rom-com, and that wasn't wasn't quite what worked out in the end i basically had a really horrible time breastfeeding and i got really angry about it because i just got shouted at a lot at a time when i felt um quite vulnerable you know i hadn't slept for weeks i had a baby that was starving and crying and every time i tried to feed it there were a million people lining up to tell me that i was you know, doing it all wrong. I think the thing is that, so my problem was that I just never really had any milk. I never got, I'm so jealous, really. I never got that big boob thing. I just never had more. I could like express for an hour and get half an ounce, you know, which is nothing. And rather than sort of be, I think, encouraged to sort of say, do you know what you've tried and this isn't working and you need the baby needs something, you've got to give it some formula. And um, I was just sort of told I was ruining his stomach lining and I was poisoning him and, you know, I was on a slippery slope and all these kind of quite nasty negative messages um, when I least needed them. And when I sort of felt like, actually, this isn't fair, I can't do anything about this. You know, I've got, you know what it's like, you've got a baby at least to eat every two hours mm. and you're sort of torturing yourself, trying to do something that for whatever reason your body is just not doing... So yeah, I got really angry about it. And what really annoyed me was that everyone kept saying, "But every woman can breastfeed, you know." No, there is there's like four women in the world who medically can't breastfeed, and it can't. You know, you're just you just need to keep trying. Well, you're like, got... I'm five. I am five. Well, sort of, <laughs> I'm you the know, fifth it was fetal. really yeah, it yeah. was really sort of unhelpful. And um, so. I guess being a journalist I sort of decided to prove them wrong and then I started talking to friends about it and I met a whole load of people who guess what more than four who had also been unable to breastfeed and also had a very difficult time and you know had had all sorts of awful um problems as a result because they just felt that they were doing the wrong thing and you know it's very difficult to look at a newborn and think I am sort of mistreating you because I'm not doing what society tells me I need to do and you know I sort of I'm not at all anti-breastfeeding I think it's an amazing wonderful thing but I couldn't do it and um yeah I wrote this book and you know it's not the bestseller it's certainly not gonna uh, be much of a pension fund for me but I've helped maybe like 500 women who and they've all been in touch with me and said thank you so much because you know what it's like you're at home on your own with a baby and you just you feel like you're the only person in the world that's Mm. not Mm. that's not getting it and you don't know what you've done how what memo you missed you know and I sort of I really felt very strongly that I wanted to help people who were in that same situation as me how did you get through it Oh, God. Well, I mean, it was awful. It was really hard. I I mean, since... I I think there needs to be more education, really. Since I've looked into this, you know, I've discovered that there's kind of links with thyroid sometimes. If your thyroid isn't working properly, it can affect how much milk you produce, um, women, I didn't, but women who have cesareans um, sometimes have problems because the hormones don't kick in the way they do when you have a natural birth. So there's a lot of stuff around it that, you know, when you go to the classes and they show you the beautiful picture of this kind of happy infant nuzzling at a breast, um, which I realise isn't the reality for people who do breastfeed, I yeah. think it's uncomfortable and it, it's hard, and I do understand that, but mm. it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it really doesn't help I think you have to be very, very strong. And I think in a way it's got worse. They won't give you formula in hospitals anymore. You have to bring it. And I didn't know that I needed it. And I never, I didn't intend to need it. So I would have been really stuck. And as it was, they would give me a little bottle like the size of a shot glass. So every two hours when I had to feed him again, I had to go and ask for permission. And they wouldn't give it to me until they'd sort of, you know, squeezed the life out of me and and tried to sort of latch him on and do all this great, humiliating stuff, actually, and then I got my little shots of formula, and then the, two hours later I had to go through it again, and I think, you know, you sort of start to feel less like a new mum and more like you're in, institutionalised, actually.
3: You've got to stay sane. I think that's the main thing, is that that above everything else, it's about your baby's fed and the mother is well, mm. like that. That is it. Mm. That that that's the simple it should be simple. The mother's happy, the baby's happy. It's become such a public thing. So many images of people breastfeeding. There's all this sort of stuff that, that the pressure gets mm. more and more and more and more and more on you to be the earth mother and to be the perfect this and perfect that. It's like no, the baby just needs to survive, and we have all the resources. I I was breastfeeding when I went back to Australia years ago. So oh, was it okay to breastfeed? She said, "No, no, it'd be worse if you bottle-fed that baby." You were giving it Corona though. Do you remember? Yeah, no, yeah, was, uh, yeah I should have been fosters. <laughs> Clearly a mistake. <laughs> but yeah, about, I was reading in yeah. your book uh, today about someone who bottle. Was it you? You bottle-fed yeah. a baby yeah. in a cafe. And and what did the woman say to oh, you? Oh, yeah, well,
1: she didn't say anything to me, but I was bottle feeding, and this, she was in there with her child, and he said, oh, look, the baby's drinking milk. And she said, yeah, and he said, the babies like milk, don't they? And she said, yes. And then he said, did I have milk when I was a baby? And she went, not like that, you <gasps> did not And I just sort of sat there and kind of tried not to cry. And that, That's like, you know, Ooh. I mean, I know that breastfeeding women have horrible times as well when people sort of, they feel very self-conscious and everything. So actually, we're kind of all in the same boat. It's sort of like, yeah. why is this... Why is this happening? Why can't we just lit and live and let live a bit?
2: It's um, almost as if there's some massive conspiracy governing the whole of society designed to put
1: women in their place. Oh, that's crazy talk. <laughs> what are we talking about? And I think um, Australia has done a really interesting thing you'll be glad to know. They've changed one what? word. What? <laughs> <laughs> They've changed one word of and their sort of uh, their message around the breastfeeding policy. They've taken out the word promote. So they've got support, they've got, you know, all of the sort of keywords that Mm. should be there, but they've taken out that one word promote. And actually, I think that's a really um, significant thing to do Mm. because it just is slightly taking the pressure off, I hope, people like me, who are like, you can promote it at me all you like, but it ain't happening. Mm, So, you know, you're really not helping me by telling me that I should be doing this thing that I can't do. You might as well tell me to, you know... I don't know, run a mile like, with same Bolt. It's if you just hopped on one
3: leg, upside <laughs> down. Oh, I would yeah, have
1: done yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I yeah. would have done it. You know, I tried it all. I, I yeah. ate fenugreek, which is disgusting. I drank oh, stout, yeah. which just got me drunk. Um, I did every single weird thing. That oh, yeah, was you, had, you hung to the me. baby
3: under your arm. Like, a, I remember the rugby, rugby ball. Balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fuck off. <laughs> Didn't work.
1: But I remember, like, a couple of weeks before Harrison was born, he was. there was this whole discussion about whether or not he turned mm. and whether or not... You know, I would need a caesarean, whatever. And I remember going to see a midwife. She's like, right, don't worry. I've got the solution. I go, okay, I'm going to contact this lady. She's brilliant. She'll come round and she'll burn a selection of herbs by your foot unless they're cannabis <laughs> i'm not interested by your foot and that will turn the baby and i sat there this looking at her like into a fucking werewolf where are we like, going with this this is only 2011 by the way wow. this isn't like 1840 and i was like pardon I, i'm not really understanding the link she said darling i don't understand it either but it works 50 percent
3: of the time <laughs> and i
1: went do you know what i think i'm oh, gonna just oh, leave that option if I, love, I may i love
3: science <laughs> it, but it's an industry now it's an industry and it, there are so many people and things that play on that anxiety and you yeah and it's and it's and it's not fair it's not fair yeah man yeah man woman I think we've probably stuck it to the man with the boob chat I think, we, I think we've done boob chat thank you Zoe and your book is available on Amazon oh let's play a game Helen let's play a game okay so we've got a new game which I've created called Buzz My Feed. Buzz My Feed. I am going to play a buzz from my house a tech buzz and you have to guess what it is okay do we well, buzz in or is that going to be really confusing No, yeah, it's going to be too confusing <laughs> so are we ready <laughs>
2: that is your husband sucking off a strimmer <laughs> no it's
3: my Kodak printer from four years ago ah. d- 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 okay ready? it is funky it's funky. It is good ready
2: um it's a circular saw you used to cut up that burglar you caught the other week that you were telling me about is that it
1: no is it a hairdryer
3: it
2: is a hairdryer.
1: Oh. So, Dyson is bringing out a new hairdryer that they say is going to be quieter, but it's £300.
2: Pounds. James Dyson, have you not got enough money? Like, seriously?
3: But he's, his hairdryers are full of germs. Have you heard is that? Is that true? Yes.
2: You ready? Is that a cassette player or something?
3: Is it? Is it? Yeah. No, it's a it? Sony Walkman. Oh, come oh. on. <laughs> and that's the end of my what's the buzz tell me what the gadget is what's the buzz tell me what the gadget is where's the dildo round surely that's where that was going well and then I googled dildo sounds and I didn't want to look at the images so (laughs) (laughs) do you know there are sex robots what yeah do you know
1: about these Ellie um, no <laughs> I don't know why I'm sort of thinking that you might
2: why, why would Ellie know about? <laughs> well we never really got to finish my chat about the robot butler and his other tasks mm. um, what
1: no tell me about sex robots well, I, I don't know a lot about them there's a very mysterious company that has been the woman robot is called Roxy with three X's Right, and she's got that sexier, obviously, yeah. obviously. And she's got different personalities, so you can sort of program her to be I can't remember what they're all called. Cool but they're
2: um, like, Oh, know. I know this there's whore or there's virgin.
1: Oh, yeah, that's it! Big as <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can also um, apparently program her to do things like tell you the football scores. So perhaps as well as sexy, which Ooh.
2: is good. I, I want a eunuch, a robot eunuch. That's really? No cock. Yeah, yeah. no cock? No cock oh I feel it's like what you were saying about the wine isn't it they wouldn't know when to stop do you know what I mean yeah now uh it is time of course for scummy mummy confessions
3: Helen have you got one for us to I have a very quick scummy mummy confessions um the other day I caught my son going outside starting to pull down his pants I said where are you going Hugo and he said I'm going to the toilet and I said well we have the downstairs toilet or the upstairs toilet and he said but mummy there's also the dirty toilet <laughs> oh so it's the outside toilet and I was like we don't have an outside toilet and he said yes we do it's the sandpit
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh are you I are you was saying? sick
3: in my mouth oh, oh that's brilliant filth anyway so um
2: Zoe
1: do you have a scummy mummy confession for us does it have to be poo related no no, no. so I was in a really posh pub and uh my little boy was playing with another little boy and me and the mum were chatting well, actually, no, it probably wasn't that posh Potter pub, actually, because she said, oh, I'm really struggling with knowing what to order for, let's call him Tarquin, because, um, you know, everything here is just so processed, and he's never had any processed food. And rather than kind of say something facetious, I said, oh, I know what you mean. Yes, it's not a great menu, is it? And she said, oh, well it's so difficult. I think we're just going to have to stick to, like, a, you know, a side of, of broccoli and and, and and the
3: raw asparagus. <laughs>
1: so I, uh, I kind of forgot about this conversation, and then... Um, Eventually our food arrived and we went back to our table and of course like Harrison was having, you know, sausage and beans <coughs> and chips or something. Chips and, soft, and a you know, fruit shoot. And then just at this point when he's tucking in, this mum turns out to be sitting on the next table. So she comes back with her child and just looks at me. (laughs) And as she looks at me, Harrison takes this enormous bite out of this highly processed sausage Mm -hmm. and says, Mummy, this is much nicer than the ones we have at home. Is it because it's more expensive? Oh no, oh no, I am the mum whose child has never had a vitamin.
2: <laughs> you are not the only mum, my oh friend. My God. You are not the only mum. Um instead of my confession for this episode, can I share a confession that we had at a gig recently because I loved it so much that Helen and I did a really fun gig at a school and the lovely Michelle won and um her confession was that she was at the church twins playgroup one morning and she was so hungover she had to go outside and be sick in a bin and you know someone came up to her and Night, like, are you all right? And she pretended she was having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she
2: oh. went, Oh, I'm just really struggling <laughs> because she felt that was less embarrassing than being pissed. So, <laughs> Michelle, oh. queen of scum, for that that lovely give, we, we salute you. We had a lovely time. We, we hope you enjoyed the
3: skinny Prosecco. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the end of the podcast, that Ellie. is the end of the podcast. Oh, thank you, Zoe Kleinman. How do we follow you on on the technology? <laughs> <laughs> on the social media on what YouTube. you do is you burn some herbs by your foot <laughs> and she will appear to you in a vision Throw that would her. be amazing <laughs> with some, some prices sausages well
1: if you, if you want to uh, do us all a favour you could follow the BBC website mm-hmm. bbc.co.uk and you can follow me on twitter at zsk. ZSK Early adopter uh, We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to see us live, we're doing camp
3: best of all course this summer. We're doing a gig on the 23rd of June in Hackney at the Moth Club, so come along to that.
2: As always, join us on Facebook, leave us an iTunes review, follow us on Twitter at scummy Mummies and thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Thank you Zoe for being a brilliant guest. Thank you. Until next time. bye bye! bye.
3: I, I even wrote a jingle myself I wrote Kleinman we're talking tech with Zoe Kleinman let's talk tech right now Kleinman Kleinman which is Peter Cox downtown yeah which is got to do with tech it's just right it's like Kleinman downtown doesn't rhyme no no um, it's, it's 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 got the same number of syllables syllables that's it wow <laughs> that's Choose now just syllables, Excellent. just syllables. Do it in a robot voice. Glide man, <laughs> that's We're better. Talking tech with Glide man, yeah. We're talking tech right now,
2: yeah. Not a, not a <laughs> Spanish robot, just a robot,
3: mate. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen